Over the course of these interviews, we've heard so much about curiosity, and we've been on some related tangents too. Clearly, what we call curiosity involves such a wide array of impulses and thoughts and behaviours. One of my favourite questions is, what do you need in order to feel curious? I wonder if there's a necessary humility required for curiosity to work. The eminent physicist Richard Feynman once wrote, We absolutely must leave room for doubt, or there is no progress, and there is no learning. There is no learning without having to pose a question, and a question requires doubt. If we are to ask questions and seek to know or to experience, then we must accept that there is a world bigger than ourselves, and that there are things we don't know, and things we haven't done yet. That sounds like humility to me. Hilda even framed it as the importance of not being too proud and putting yourself in the unknown and risking embarrassment. And the initial impulse of curiosity must find time and space and the right channel. Layla spoke about challenging the framework she works in, particularly since becoming a mother, while Paulina mused on having a space that isn't too big nor too small a balanced place for curiosity. I can recognise how having goals and deadlines can force us to ask more necessary, timely questions, but how that must be balanced with the space to ask broader and deeper and new things. Curiosity also requires nurturing through company and connection. Layla used all sorts of organic metaphors for the importance of connecting to others, and both Hilda and Paulina spoke about being fed by dancing for others. Nadine demonstrated an incredibly outward form of curiosity, a need to tell stories and to reach people with her dancing who wouldn't normally come to the theatre. And what is a better kind of curiosity, and one appropriate for dance artists? The philosopher Perry Zern writes about curiosity in relation to three key words, opacity, intimacy, and ambiguity. For them, these words are an antidote to a kind of colonial curiosity that seeks to dissect, to collect, to freeze its object of study in time and space, and to exploit. For them, it is important to remain baffled. Opacity means allowing something to remain unknown without cutting it up or breaking it apart. It allows complexity in the place of clarity. Ambiguity also invites complexity and honours multiplicity, while intimacy means refusing to separate the curiosity seeker from the object of curiosity. It means living with the aliveness of things. And beyond what and where curiosity is, how do you do it? Ask questions? Sometimes asking questions is more rewarding than knowing the answers keeping us in a state of rich uncertainty, exposing ourselves to all the ambiguity and the mystery, and by doing so, expanding ourselves and our experience of the world. And of course, questions only breed more questions. Questions are a growth industry. 
In the choreographer's handbook, Jonathan Burroughs suggests writing down 10 questions every day without answering them. It's something that has always helped me remain curious when it's been hardest to do so. I love to collect questions, my own and others. One of my favourite questions ever is in a poem by Mary Oliver. She asks, What is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? That's a big one. But sometimes simpler is enough to focus the mind and body. What am I doing? How does it feel? How does it relate? What? How? Why? So why isn't everyone curious all the time? My own belief is that we are. We sometimes just ignore our curiosity. And sometimes that's the right thing to do. If we ran down every path, we'd be totally spent. Following curiosity and asking questions can be effortful and destabilising. Wonderfully so. But sometimes we need solid ground and to rest. And curiosity and the opportunity to pursue it are privileges. I'm incredibly grateful to work in a profession and a country where I can pursue what interests me. Sometimes we're also afraid, afraid of the unknown. But curiosity can be the antidote to that too. We could follow Alan Watts' advice and replace fear of the unknown with curiosity. And then what does this all have to do with dancing? It strikes me that contemporary dance has always involved some of the nerdiest and nichest forms of curiosity, resulting from looking deeply at the body in a society that often erases it. And doesn't it require curiosity to watch an art form that doesn't wear its meaning on its sleeve, as it were, and that is so open to multiple interpretations and that resists any easy definitions? And doesn't the curious attention of an audience enrich the work and make it more complex, deeper, and add to it the watcher's own experience? We tried to understand a little about what it is in dancing specifically that fascinates and empowers our guests. We often ask the broad and embarrassing question, what is significant and vital about dance for you? As a way of unlocking a person's language around what excites them about the potential of dance. Chatting to Samuel along the way, we tried to understand how paying such a specific attention to curiosity might practically affect how we work as dance artists. We realised that as younger dancers we were more motivated externally and by a need to prove ourselves, but as time went on that began to offer fewer rewards for us, and the only thing we could put in its place was curiosity. Many of the dancers we look up to seem to have sustained long careers through curiosity. We also realised that that curiosity can be kind of prestigeless drawn to projects and to people irregardless of how much glory they might bring. Samuel and I have been working a lot recently with socially engaged projects that bring quite abstract and niche contemporary dance to communities of non-professionals. Perhaps refocusing our teaching approaches around curiosity by thinking about how we can share our curiosity and actively work with questions to understand the curiosity of the participants could make the exchange more fruitful and the teaching go smoother. In the most recent project, we met an 11-year-old girl with very little exposure to dance besides TikTok. 
I remember watching her improvise on a very vague prompt for half an hour at a time, so totally invested, playful, searching, responding and following. That was definitely curiosity, and curiosity about dancing. There's also a depth of curiosity in our field, a kind of finely tuned craft and professionalism and expertise. Nerding out on dance is also curiosity and we are all richer for it. We realise more and more that we already see so much curiosity around us and to just be aware of it can be so inspiring. There are so many ways to be curious. All our guests express different things but all seem to touch on a curiosity that engages, that remakes the world around them and that bridges divides, a curiosity that binds. I think this is a real art-making and contemporary dance sensibility, but one that we sometimes forget. Somehow, by making art and sharing art, we get to hone and feed our curiosity, and to navigate the world around us and respond in an immediate and necessary way to all its chaos and potential. And then, what next for my curiosity? Perry Zern, the philosopher I mentioned earlier, writes, Of the many paths my own curiosity might take, I hope for a curiosity alive to the things I do not know and perhaps cannot know. A curiosity attuned to the oscillations within and between things, and a curiosity conscious of its own stickiness, its embedded presence. I like the idea of hoping for some particular character of curiosity among the many possibilities. It's a nice question to consider. If you could choose, what kind of curiosity would you hope to have? That's the end of our series of conversations on curiosity for now. Though we realise this podcast has always indirectly been about curiosity and will continue to be so. We created DancePod with Scona's Dance Theatre because we, as dancers, were curious to hear the conversations happening at the heart of our creative processes. And the podcast gave us a great excuse to sit down with choreographers and dancers and other creatives and ask them all the questions we wanted to ask but didn't have time for in the studio. If you have any thoughts on curiosity and everything we've discussed, then please do get in touch. We'd really love to hear your reflections. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening and thank you to TANS Congress 2022 for hosting us. Thank you so much to all our guests as well. You can catch more of our interviews on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. Thank you.